Hi, welcome to Three Dog Yoga. You're listening to a 60-minute flow class. When you're ready, grab your mat and let's get started. I particularly wanted this class because it's hips on a block day and hips on a block is awesome. Uh, we're going to take a couple of different uh, tacks on this one. First, a hips on a block that's more of a back bend, more of a front body opener. Uh, and then toward the end of practice, the legs up variation. So if you have one block, if you have two blocks, if you have anything that could serve as a block that is not a dog that's going to move, um, grab those things. We're going to start uh, just whether you have one or two, start on a low side with one. Uh, just lie back, set your sacrum on the block and get to a place where you feel just really comfortable and at ease. And the feet will be down. So it's a hips on a block, but not legs in the air. So not Viparita Karate, but hips on a block, uh, like a, a bridge pose, right? That you're lifting the hips and just take a moment with feet to the floor and have the sense that your hips are level. So we're going to go at this fairly slowly in order to feel the subtlety of what's going on. So hips level. And then what is going on at the lumbar spine and your thoracic spine and your neck? Could you use a little more room for any of those pieces or parts of you? And if so, go ahead and pick up your rib cage, slide it back, pick up your head and slide it back. And then as you feel, this is right for you, extend your legs out towards Shavasana legs. So for some of us, this is uncomfortable in the uh, low back, but for many of us, it provides a nice sense of space across the front of the body. So a supported Shavasana, a really kind of simple and opening restorative pose. Doesn't need to be a lot of sensation to be useful here. I'm gonna spend some time to allow the hip flexors to open up in this position. And we'll do that by lengthening our breath, right? So as you're here, you note the space of your lungs and rib cage and where those connect with your spine, right? So as you're breathing in and out, right, you feel ribs expand or, or the, the rib bones themselves move outward and the space between them expand. And then there's the place where the ribs meet the spine. Focus on the lowest ribs you can feel and the lowest of you know, the thoracic vertebra where the psoas muscle attaches. 
So you're breathing into your back. It's slightly elevated from the floor. And you're sending the lower ribs down. So lower ribs down and the hips are a little elevated. We're elongating the, the space along the psoas. And if everything feels really good and, and this is very subtle to you, cool. It's okay for things to not be at 11, right? We can, can definitely get benefit from subtlety, particularly if we're used to working always to the edge of sensation, right? If you can't feel the, the subtle sensation, right? there's, there's work to be done there. But if you want a little more, or you want to explore, right? Walk your feet in, lift your hips, slide the block to its next highest side, or slide two blocks underneath and allow the legs to, again, pause, just be sure that the, the lift of the hips is going well before you then extend the legs. Right? We're gonna have more weight, the, the longer lever uh, to this. Now, like bordering on, on a, a moderate back bend. Right. You can add to that back bend quality by pressing your arm bones down, pressing the back of your head down. Right. But again, we're focused in on breathing deeply into the lungs. Where you feel the thoracic spine moving outward with the breath. It's subtle, it's small. The inhale, dropping the lowest ribs toward the mat. Then exhale, drawing your front body in. Rest breath out, feel your tailbone lift in, feel the lowest ribs drop down even further. And then breath in again. And with the breath out, front body pulls in, side bodies pull in. You feel like you're trying to like thumbprint your spine or your ribs down toward the mat a little bit. Couple more like that, big and relaxing breaths. And then walking your feet in, take the feet wide. Uh, so it's like we're going for a bridge or wheel with that wide stance out toward the edges of the mat. Turn your toes out toward the diagonals. And we're just keeping the hip flexors a little more free in this position. Certainly, if you want to bring the feet closer together, you can. But for now, if it's okay with you, uh, feet wide, press the feet down, slide the block out of the way. Slowly lower yourself to the mat and then move into windshield wiper side to side. So we're just trying to keep some openness across the front of the thigh. We do so much forward folding in this practice and uh, so much kind of looking for the body at the, to hinge at the hip. Right, let's for right now, just open that up because that is some place that gets compressed as we sit. If you've been in the car, uh, you've been on a bike, right? Like even if you walk or run, right? And knees over to the right, stay there. 
dig your left heel down. We'll lift your hips up. So the left hip lifting, I should say your right hip staying down. Breath in. Breath out. Inhale slowly back to center and we'll switch sides. And dig your right heel down. Lift your right hip up and you're just making space across the front of that thigh. And hip. This is probably pretty subtle. That's okay. If you can tap into subtle sensation in the muscles, right? And we're, we're honing our interoception and proprioception and be able to feel what's going on in our deeper body. And undo it, come back to center. And we'll walk feet in, knees out to the sides in Supta Baddha Konasana. Adjust as you need to. For some of us, once we walk into it, we're going to need to lift the rib cage, lift the back of the head to be comfortable in the low back. Then hands to your thighs. You can press the quadriceps away from the hip crease and use the hands to maintain that as you breathe here. So decompressing the hip crease, elongating some of the hip flexor muscles manually just with the hands. And it's not quite like getting a good massage, but it's definitely something that we, we can't do without the manipulation here. Right? Be generous with your breath and you don't need to overdo with the hands. Just enough sensation. And then use the hands on the outside of the legs to bring knees back to center. And then we'll draw the legs into the chest and we'll be compressing the hip crease here, but elongating low back. Breath in. Breath out. Nose to knees and knees to nose. We're going to rock to seated and around to down dog. Step back and pause. Feet about hip distance apart, hands about mat distance apart. Let's see how that goes. And bend your knees. Send top of your thighs back. And hands down and forward. Float your chest, sternum toward your thumb so that you front body elongate. And for most of us, most of the time, we're going to press in a down dog and be slightly rounded, where we're going to be slightly kind of tucked in. And that sending of the tops of the thighs back and the float of the chest forward, it's that tip of the spring up over the wave, that lightness of heart that elongates the front body. It does require more strength to be lighter. But not force, right? The difference between strength and force right, is something we're, we're always looking for that line. Forward into ragdoll. 
Right, so here's another place where we're going to really fold tightly at the hip crease. Bend your knees. Slide arms up to thighs for right now. So lace your fingers, let the arms rest on your legs. And then get in between chest and thighs and focus on your head. The head heavy, back of your neck long. Allow your face to soften, jaw to soften. There's nothing holding on. Breath in and breath out. And you're able to do that work of release in the neck and the head because your legs are working, because core body's drawn in. That waistband, the, the narrowing in towards center is allowing for more ease in the upper body. And then the arms between body and legs, torso and legs, just giving you a little more space. So a little less that your, your mid-back has to do. Then if you can keep your rib cage on your legs, let the arms slide out, let them do their ragdoll thing. But if the rib cage comes away from the thighs, put the arms back, just so that you have that ability to let go in the mid-back. Good. And release your hands to your mouth. We're going to walk feet together. Press down into your feet, hands to, to your shins. We're going to roll up to standing arms at the sides. So Tadasana or Samastiti with arms at sides, with the arms in that center line of you. Good. Arms at the side seams of you, you can think of it. Good. Ground your feet down, let your sternum rise up. So fingertips reach down. So you're creating dynamic tension through the body with feet and fingers rooting down. Center of your chest and then the back of your skull lift up. And that dynamic tension provides a sense of being really alive, really awake, without force, without posturing. You feel your body present here. Spread your toes, spread your fingers. We'll draw hands together at heart center and empty your breath. Starting to move in rhythm, sun A, inhale, reach up, elongate, accentuate the reach of front, back, and side body. And exhale, fold forward. Breathe and lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push-up. And breathe in, upward facing dog. Nice. Breathe out, down dog. When you get to the end of that exhale first, do that little float of your chest forward. Feel the elongation of the front body. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. And then breathe out, hold. 
Drive your feet down, breathe in and reach up. Breathe out, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, breathe out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Look forward, walk or lightly hop to your hands. Breathe in, lift halfway. Press your feet down, breathe out, Older. good. Last one, breathe and accentuate to reach mind and body, working together on the edge. Then exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands, step back, high or low push up. Breathe in. Upward facing dog. Press your hands down. That stays as you go back down dog. Top of the thighs back. Heart toward your thumbs. Elongate. Squeeze the arm bones in to support that. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to your hands. And breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Fold. Breathe in, Ukatasana, sit your hips back, elongate from body, from hip crease to ring pinky fingertip. Exhale, bow forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, toe heel your feet, hip distance. We're going to step the right leg way back, extend. Breathe in, reach up, press into both feet. When you breathe out, Keep pressing into your feet, hands to the mat, then inhale your left leg up and back. Extend the foot up, but pull your heart forward too. Bend your knee into your chest, rock forward, heart forward, chest forward. Step into a low lunge. Breathe in, reach up, feet press down. Arms squeeze in, fingers reach up. Hands to heart center, reach forward. Step your back foot up. Top of the mat, breathe in. Lift halfway. Breathe out. Fold. Sit your hips back. Ukatasana. Chair pose. Then exhale. Fold. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Flat back. Toe heel your feet apart. And left leg back. Press into both feet. Reach your arms. Nice. Hands to your mat. Heart forward. Keep drawing your chest forward as you send right leg up and back. Heart toward your hands. Foot towards the ceiling. Bend your knee and rock forward. Big step into a low lunge. Press your feet down. 
reach the arms. Hands down in front. Step up. Feet together. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. And breathe out. Hold. Good. Inhale, Ukatasana, chair pose. Excellent. Sun B, exhale, fold forward. Breathe in, lift halfway, flat back. Then plant your hands. Low push. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Press your hands down, press your feet down. Down dog, press into, and when you get there, tops of the thighs back, heart forward, even though we're going to step right foot forward, or maybe especially because we're going to step it forward, reach up, warrior one, press your back heel down, lift your navel center in, heart up, then hands to the mat, step back, high to low push up, breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. Left foot forward, back foot flat. Press into your feet. Deep down, heart up. Squeeze the arm bones in. Heart forward. Hands to your mat. We're going to step back. Low push up. Breathe in, upward facing dog. And then Start the action here. Hands pressed down and forward. Hips up and back. Tops of the thighs back. Heart forward towards your hands. Look forward. Walk or hop. Top of the space. Breathe in. Lift halfway. Good. Breathe out. Hold. Adding on to that. Set your hips back, dig your heels in, knees in line with their own ankles. Elongate front body. And then bow forward. Good. Empty here. Breathe in. Lift halfway, flat back. Plant your hands, step back. High to low push up. Breathe in, up dog. Breathe out, down dog. Right foot forward, warrior one, reach up. And open out to warrior two. Stay low in your legs, stay focused in your gaze, eyes forward. Breathe in reverse. You can follow the hand, either upper or lower. Gaze stays and then side angle pose. Take your gaze to your side wall. You could look to your, your upper elbow if you prefer. Then inhale, reverse. Sit low in your front leg. Go up. Use your body, not just the arm. Then straighten front leg. Tip into triangle. Just apparently everybody's favorite except mine. <laughs> Bend your front knee. Come back up warrior two, gaze forward. Then hands to your hips, turn to the side of the mat for triangle or for straddle. 
feet on one track parallel, we're going to go toes pointing directly to the side edge of the mat. So look to the uh, second and third toe, your second and third toes, point them to the side edge of the mat, lift up, bow forward, take your hands to the mat and or blocks. And then walk your hands to the line of your feet. So you could draw one line. It'd be like in math class where those lines had um, segments, little dots. Your feet and your hands would be those dots, all on the same line. Then from there, bend your elbows back so that the elbows are going underneath the legs and let your head drop. For some of us, this is enough. For others of us, walking the feet closer is going to be an option. Do that. Hands stay flat on the floor. You've still got your, your four dots along this one line. With the hands pressing down, hug your elbows in like it was a chaturanga. Rock your weight forward in your feet. Your hands are there to help you with that action. Right. Good. Good. Press your hands a little forward. And as you press the hands a little forward, note how your body moves toward your legs. Right. And, and this could get into a forward uh, roll somersault really easily. But you have control, right? real dexterity in your hands and feet to allow you to come to this edge of bowing forward. Right. Good. That looks great. On your next inhale, walk your hands out. Press into your feet. Come up to stand. Pause upright and be upright for a moment. Well, be upright like as a human being, but be here still for a moment then want to turn toward the front of the mat so you're going back to the right foot forward and back foot planted ready for pyramid we're going to go wide like you're going to go with the you bought the mat use the whole thing well, kind of wide and so this is a little too big for me but almost like to the if you're taller than me you're definitely the side edges of your mat if you're my height or shorter you might not be quite at the side edges we're going to lift up. We're going to bow inside the front leg, hands to the mat. Again, same idea with the front foot. Uh, you've got the hands in line with it. Elbows hug in, head drops. Now then, right for some of us, we're going to be able to walk the right foot in, keep our body inside the right leg, and maintain just a happy equilibrium in pyramid. For others of us, staying wide is going to be really uh, much more generous to the sacrum and the, the lumbar spine. If you find that, do that. And for others of us, spinning the back heel up and having the back foot point more straight ahead than out to the side is going to be a really good idea for sacroiliac joint. Um, I fall in that category. Uh, used to be ashamed of it. I'm not anymore. It's just way different bodies work. Right. And when we're talking about that joint, we're talking about like, is there sensation up near your spine? Right. If there is, particularly if it's hot, burning, tingling sensation, like none of that is, is good stuff for the body. Versus is this deep sensation, a lot of sensation in the right outer hip? Right. If you're feeling this around the hip, you're in the right place, right? It's just challenging and we're there for it. 
If you're feeling it up near your spine, definitely change the stance and, and do so slowly. Next inhale, walk your hands forward, draw your heart forward. Take your time to step back into a high push-up to low push-up. Breathe all the way out. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Feel the two sides of your body. And down dog. Breathe all the way out. Step your left foot forward. Back foot turns flat. Ground both feet down. You got warrior one. Then go deeper with your warrior two. So you settle into it. Hips drop, heart high. Front body long. We're going to reverse. Reach up. Back. Good. And then side angle pose. Stay low in your legs. Really work the floor with your feet. Good. Good. And then back up through warrior two. Clock it. Then reverse. So this is not becoming like some swimming uh, seaweed thing. Good. Then straighten your front leg. Come up and then tip again. So it's not the yoga smoothie. It's, it's in it's individual postures here. Right. Press into your feet. Draw your heart forward. Yes. We may have to have like triangle boot camp in January. Uh, oh. You guys are going to make me love this pose. Right. Bend your front knee. Back up or you two. Y'all look great at that. Your hands to your hips. Turn to the side of the mat for straddle. Right. We're going to go again with uh, paralleling your feet so that your toes point toward the side of the mat. Slightly different take on Very different take on this time. Maybe we Lift your chest, hinge at your hip, come to where your fingertips or your hands touch the floor, way out in front of you. So you're, or I should say, underneath your shoulders. Right? So, so it's actually really precise. The hands are underneath the shoulders, like they would be in plank. Yeah, got a little uh, hyperbole there in terms of like way out in front of you. It's just hands under shoulders. You start to walk your feet apart. So we're moving towards straddle split. Take your time. Okay, so these, these deeper stretches in the, the straddle series, triangle series, right? There's a lot of nuance. There's a lot going on. Okay. If you get low enough to bring your elbows down underneath your shoulders, underneath your shoulders, do that. Breathe here. Send the top of your thighs back and heart forward. Yeah, where did we hear that before? Yeah. It's part of the this idea of front body freedom, of elongation. Right? Just imagine someone's got your thighs, they're pulling them back, pulling away, heart forward. There's a lot of plank action in the upper body. And then you press into your hands or your forearms, start to walk your feet back in. <laughs> hands underneath your shoulders again, if you were down on your forearms. Walk your hands in back in line toward the feet. Bend in the knees. Come up to standing. And then just pause here. Be upright. Be upright. Be all right. For a breath in. And a breath out. Right, so we're just letting things settle. We're letting the spine 
kind of take its natural shape again and then turn toward the front of the mat for pyramid taking the feet wide apart use the whole thing lift up we're gonna bow forward hands inside the front foot for now it doesn't have to stay that way but uh, we're just taking this in stages hand in line with the front foot bow inside it recognize and acknowledge it's a completely different side If you want to walk the left foot in, right, what we're looking for there is that you're still getting the sensation in the hip, in the leg, right? and that you haven't had to give up the alignment of your spine. Right? Sometimes when the leg comes in too close, our body goes over to the right, body is at center, and if the leg can hug in, great. If the back heel needs to spin up right, for your low back to be at ease, do that. And if you're not sure about these things, try them on. And if something doesn't fit, go back. But again, tapping into subtle differences in the way you position your body, right? There are so many just channels of energy through the body and the nervous system and not every pose. We're just gonna line those up for us is individual without some variation. Often it's not about what you can or cannot do, but what is actually increasing prana in your body. What is helpful? What is like strength without force? What is openness without instability? And for a lot of that is try and, and try again and, and see what happens and really see, really hear, really interpret what your body's telling you. Next inhale, walk your hands out, draw your heart forward. Step the left leg back. It's going to have some feelings. Low push up, feel the feelings. Breathe in, upward facing dog. A good long hold is nice sometimes, huh? Down dog, breathe all the way out. They were like no takers, no thumbs up on that. Breathe in. Breathe all the way out. Cool. Look forward. Walk or lightly hop to the top of the mat. Breathe in, lift halfway. Breathe out, fold. Breathe and reach up to stand, mountain pose. And breathe out, hands to heart center, and pause. A pose that was not requested this month, but I think that's because Sasha was in Israel when this started. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, good. So, uh, tree. Right? We're going to come into it in the uh, in the in the way that let, let's just get it the way I like. Uh, we're going to bring the right knee up at a right angle uh, for the thigh with the body. So you're, you're just coming to balance, 
with the right knee at hip height. Stay there, steady there. And then imagine something really heavy on your thigh. So the thigh is being pressed down, lengthen up. So you could even use your hand. Uh, I can't do this without gesturing with hands. So pressing your hands down, lift your heart up if you want that kind of a manual adjustment there. Then take the leg out to the side. Here's a good place to use the hand as well. Take the leg out to the side, put the hand on the outside of your thigh, press the leg back into the hand. All that strength that's being used to hold the leg up and to hold it to the side, keep it. Let the right foot find the leg. Do not touch the foot. Let it find the leg. Hands together. And then do that same action with your leg. Keep that action you just had. The thigh lifting up. The thigh pressing back. Thigh pressing down. Heart lifting up. Thigh pressing back. So top of the thigh down. Outer thigh back. Center of your chest up. Maybe arms up. And so you're tractioning out from the right hip crease up through the fingertips. Breath in. When you breathe out, hands to your heart and take the foot back underneath the knee. Hip's going to activate. Bring the leg back to point forward. Knee points forward. Lift your chest, lift the back of your head and then slowly foot down into its footprint. Pause and feel the two legs. They've both done a lot of work. And there may be a strong desire to shake it off, to kind of get away from it instead, right? It's just it's just the work of the practice. And what you could do is just investigate it. Where are the hot spots? What was working? Right. Right. If something was so terrible, right? If it was so terrible, then you probably need to listen to it. Right. And pausing to listen is a good idea. And if it wasn't that terrible, then you definitely don't need to run away from it. It's a catch 22 there. There's just like no reason to, to not pause and take note. Press your right foot down. You're going to bring the left leg up, knee at a right angle, knee in line with the hip. Right. And then imagine a heavy weight at the top of the left thigh, pressing down. And center of your chest, pulling up in opposition. So it's the same action we're talking about in down dog, same, same type of action, front body lengthening because thigh and sternum are moving away from each other, even in, in like isometric contraction. And knee out to the side, keep the action that you've got, but take your hand to the outside of the thigh, press the thigh back into the hand. And feel the action of leg pressing hand. Hand presses back into leg to give it a little extra if it needs it. Right, this side should feel different than the first. Right, then let the left foot find wherever it's going to find, whether it's around the, the thigh or the ankle. Right. Keep the action of the leg, thigh bone down and back. Heart up, back of your head up, arms up. So the thigh descends, heart lifts, head lifts. Reach through side body, front body, back body lengthens. And then hands to heart, bring the left foot out underneath the left knee. Activate the outer thigh again like you're pressing into that hand. 
knee forward. Imagine that heavy weight at the top of the thigh, heart up, back of the head up, and then foot down. And again, close your eyes if you can, pause and feel. Are you clenching anywhere? Is there anywhere there's a, a disruption of the circulation, the breath that you could kind of bring back into you know, flow and, and like ungrip right? and, and loosen up, not by wiggling or shaking it out, but by mindfully kind of bringing awareness and attention to the channels of energy in your body. Are you tightening something that could loosen? Or is there, there energy leaking somewhere that you could shore up and tune in? None of those are judgments. They're just like our own investigation of how we're holding our body. Next inhale, reach up, extend, accentuate the reach, and then exhale, fold. Breathe in, lift halfway. Plant your hands. Higher locution. Breathe in, upward facing dog. Breathe out, down dog. You're going to come forward, right knee to right elbow. And bring the shin bone across the mat. Let it lay itself down. Whatever angle it chooses, it chooses. Walk your left foot back. Stay on your hands. Let your hands support you for the, the moment that you investigate this. Then this, like, is it okay for your knee? Is it okay for your low back? If it's okay, it's okay. And uh, it may be okay today where it was never okay before. But your hands are here to uh, to lighten the load on the hip or knee. In the case that it's not, if you're feeling like it's a little twingy in the knee or the low back, feel free to, to come onto your back and do the reclined version of the pose. But if things are feeling okay, start to walk your hands out. Come down to your forearms or your forehead or using a block underneath your chest or your arms. You release over into a fold. And you're taking each of those steps just methodically, like slowly for the purpose of being well aligned, both in the pose and with your intentions here. So helps us to go slowly and methodically when we want to raise the bar, right? when we want to go a little more, right? rather than running at it. Uh, Going slowly, methodically can allow us to enter that deeper state, whether it's of awareness or a range of motion. And, and particularly if you've had limited range of motion at some point, but it's been some time, right? If it's been a few months, if it's been a couple years, right? And you want to start just seeing about the next level. Of, of any kind of component of a pose. Right? That's a good thing. Like do that, explore, 
Don't head yourself in. And use those tools of the knowing how to use your body, how to support the structure of you as you move into deeper poses. Sometimes you get a modification at the beginning of your yoga practice because teachers just know that like, you haven't quite learned how to stabilize your body yet. And uh, then over time you learn to stabilize it and you can try things out with more confidence and in a, in a safer, more judicious way. Next inhale, come on up to your hands. Tuck your back toes under. This is important. Press into your hands again. So use the support systems you have. Tighten your back leg. Hand press down, back leg tight. As you're pressing the floor, you unweight the right leg and step it back to down dog. Pause there. End of the exhale. You're going to bring your left knee to your left elbow. Place the shin bone down. Let it place itself down. Stay on your hands. Stay really lifted. Investigate how far back you can take the back foot. Pause before you go anywhere else. How's this knee today? How's this sacroiliac joint today? Right? How's your low back doing today? If it's not right, for sure, go on to uh, go on to your back or the the pose that suits you best. But if you've got the structure and the stability to explore coming forward, you got a block, you've got anything that can support you as you go, use those things. And we want to get to a point where in this pose, the legs are working really strongly. You're pressing the floor. The upper body is eventually, as you get into the, the pose, that's right for you. Your upper body is able to release right? the, the muscles of communication and expression are able to soften. You notice anywhere that you're holding tension? Recognize the ability to to soften, like particularly in those facial and shoulder and arm muscles, right? Those muscles that sometimes protest a pose, right? We feel tension or tightness, and then we complain about it with the way we we hold our face or our throat or arms. One of the great lessons of the yoga mat, it, like it doesn't matter, right? Like there's no one to hear your complaint. <laughs> there's just energy being lost in that complaint and in that extra holding of tension or expressing of tension. <laughs> and how could that energy be better used for you? We sometimes think they're just without even thinking we, we react and that pain face or the clenching of teeth and we protest 
But like, if you're going to protest, you might as well get out of the pose. Because it's just you. So if you're not going to get out of the pose. How do you get out of that reactivity? It becomes a more interesting question. A more nurturing kind of question. Like if it's that bad that you need to protest it, well, if it's that bad, you probably need to do something else. But if it's not that bad, if you can handle it, then how do you do that with more power, more grace, more strength, less force? We'll get three more breaths here. And then walking up to your hands. Any if you've done this a million times, and you have done this a million times, but press into your hands and feel the support that your arms give you. Just as a meditation, and tuck your back toes, squeeze the back leg. And as you press the hands and the back foot down, you feel the, the plank starting to arise in your body. Left leg getting light, but you can just ease it back to down dog. Breath in. Breath out. Look through your hands. Walk or hop to seated. Down onto your back with your blocks. You got one, you got two. We're going to start with, if you have two, stacking one on top of the other on their faces. And coming onto the blocks with the feet down again. Right. So we've got basically a, a bridge pose that you are supporting. And then in this bridge pose, for most of us, right, I'm not going to tell you how you arrived, but for most of us, when we do this, we arrive in the tailbone, the lower sacrum, are a little heavier than the top. Not everybody, but for a lot of us, will feel that. And you just kind of notice where's the weight distribution in your sacrum. And nothing's wrong with the way you showed up, but for a lot of us, it's not directly level. So press into your feet and, uh, and find level. And find a place where the blocks are just feeling like they are well aligned under your hips and they are not touching your low back. And in fact, Bring your hands around to your low back and assure yourself of that. And so you can there it's your low back and it's your hips. Uh, you can put your hands there, but there's a curve of the low back that the block is not touching, like an edge is not touching it. Whereas the whole lumbar spine is off the block, kind of water falling down. And then you're gonna walk your feet together. 
And walking your feet together, lift your heels up off. then you may find that you need to bend your knees in and readjust the blocks underneath you to feel level in your sacrum or to get the blocks positioned properly for your low back. That's cool. Do that. With that entry, though, rather than just sliding a block underneath and then kicking one leg and then the other up, right, which is not wrong, but it's not, uh, it's not graceful and it's not aware right so that entry of of bringing the legs in together and not only makes this pose uh, more powerful but informs us with the the core body strength that's needed informs us uh, on the core body strength that's needed uh, to get into the deeper inversions the shoulder stands the plow really well because for a lot of us, we can kick our way up into those and not really a, a powerful or graceful or a tuned in way to do it. Not wrong or bad. But coming into a pose in a tuned in state then allows that pose to be more tuned in. Nothing in your practice ever needs to be perfect. But most of us have a happier, more fulfilling practice when we're tuned in. With your feet here, flex them lightly. So it's like you're holding very light on them. Most of you know by now, it's a pizza box. You're holding a pizza box. Now the legs are just firm enough to support the weight of the pizza box. And that allows them for just a structure and integrity to what you're doing. But also relaxed structure. So you'll note that the hip flexors have to work really pretty hard here to keep the legs vertical. If you need to bend your knees a little bit to take pressure off the hip flexors, do. If you can, continue to straighten, do. And you're going to lengthen out. So you might take your rib cage back. You might take the back of your head back. Upper body lengthens out. So you're lengthening away from the thighs. And you're just going to give this action of the thigh bones pressing toward your front wall. As the body elongates and you send your sternum toward your face there's a front body opening there and it's subtle but it is a is a rather important shift here thigh bones forward sternum toward your back while you might be able to walk the arms in a little bit do that the breath in 
And then as you breathe out, we're going to bend the knees, toes together, heels together. Slowly feet to the floor, find your footprints and just have a moment to feel the texture, the temperature of your mat. Walk your feet out wide, press the feet down, feel your tailbone lift up and in. Sacrum off, off the block, slide the blocks out of the way. And like you were thumbprinting each rib and each vertebrae down into the mat. Slowly come down, feel your hips land. And just pause there. And then as you're pausing here, take note of, of any sensation, but particularly what ways do you feel drawn to move? What after being maybe closed or still needs to be opened? And just take the next obvious thing where right? it doesn't need to be a pose, but just what's the next obvious thing? I mean, for me, it's hip flexors that need to be opened up. I need to just like extend the legs. For you, maybe something different. And then you're gonna follow that. So like maybe if, if hip extension was a thing, next pose is bridge or wheel, right? If you felt the need to pull your knees in toward you, the next pose could, could continue on that. If you need to wiggle or, or you know, spread yourself out in other ways, do that. Slowly make your way toward Shavasana. Take your time, unwind and let go. There's nothing else that needs to be done, but if your body is, is calling for something, certainly give it what it needs or wants. In that spirit of listening and being responsive rather than being reactive or being in our habits. And the simple act of pausing to listen, we allow for so many things, but one is neuroplasticity, to allow our brain to come out of the usual ruts and to experience something new to forge new pathways it's as simple as taking the time to listen and be aware and as profound as taking the time to listen and be aware When you feel ready to move again, you start with wiggling your fingers and your toes. Roll to your right side. Make your way up to seated. 
pause, land, allow yourself to be here. And then allow leg bones to get heavy toward the floor as you extend up through center of your chest, the back of your head. And we'll draw hands together at heart center and thumbs to forehead center. That was really great, y'all. Thanks for being here this evening. Namaste. Excellent work. Thank you all so much. Have a great night. Drink your water. And I'll see you tomorrow, 4.30. See you guys. Bye. And thank you for joining us here. We'd love to see you online in our Zoom classes. You can join us at 3dogyoga.com. And if you'd like to support this podcast, we're on patreon.com slash 3dogyoga. Thanks again for practicing with us. Namaste.